Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Food Heals Podcast, episode 159. There are times where you can be totally positive, saying and doing and everything right, and then the universe has another plan. It's kind of like, you know, what Gabby says, obstacles are detours in the right direction. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. 
All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. And we have a guest today that has an incredible healing journey and now helps spiritually connected businesses build their social media platform and presence through authentic love and light. Food Heals Nation, you know who we're talking about. She has helped us build our social media platform. You've seen her in our Facebook group. You've heard us talk about her gorgeous guide, the Social Media Guidebook for Spiritual Entrepreneurs. It's Tara Ladue. And today she's sharing her healing story with us, plus some incredible social media strategies and tips for all you spiritual entrepreneurs. And Food Heals Nation, special announcement. Tomorrow, Thursday, June 29th, is the last day to enroll in Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital. So if you've been thinking about it, but you haven't done it yet, you're not sure, the time to act is now. And have you guys heard about the incredible bonuses you'll be getting if you join? I will list them now. Thank you, Sosie. <laughs> I appreciate that. You can also find them at spiritjunkynation.com. Yes. But if you enroll today, you will not only get Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital taught by the fabulous Gabby Bernstein, yeah. but you will also get our course, Podcast Greenlight, Marketing and Monetization Success Strategies. And you will also get six powerful manifestation meditations. Guided meditations. Guided by the one and only Susie Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) You will also get the Creative Wealth Digital Course and three months coaching calls with eco-vegan gal Whitney Lauritsen. That is such a good deal. Anyways, you'll also get six months access to the Food Heals VIP Club with never-before-heard podcasts on the topics of holistic health, spirituality and business and we will send you and we will send you a swag bag full of organic vegan health and beauty products including my favorite essential oil from young living yeah that will be mailed directly to your door with a kiss with with a card and a kiss with love (laughs) with love you'll also get the spirit junkie business basics digital program which will include all the nuts and bolts you need when setting up a business like contracts negotiating tools insurance information and more and this is crucial to any business starting out and how about two live training calls with gabby Hello. hello the first call will help you clarify your visions and clear the obstacles holding you back the second will get you into action and Gabby's calls are phenomenal. You literally, it's, those are priceless. It sounds like she lights Period. a fire under your butt. She does. Mm-hmm. She tells you exactly what you need to hear for your life and for your business. So they're super valuable. And you'll also get the God is My Publicist digital course where Gabby demystifies publicity and marketing with this awesome course for spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, writers, artists, podcasters, and anyone who wants to infuse their PR or marketing work in any field with spiritual principles. And of course, you'll get lifetime access to the Spirit Junkie community. So sign up at spiritjunkienation.com, enroll in the course, you will not regret it. And we have a testimonial that our Spirit Junkie sister sent in. Lisette LaRue is here to talk about how she gave up sugar and meat and got off her meds, all inspired by Tara and by Gabby and Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Roll it, Roxy! Deciding to let go of meat and sugar from my life was no easy feat, although in many ways it was. For a long time, I attempted to stop eating meat and other things that harmed my body, but it would never work. It would work for a short period of time, and then I would go back to eating what I was eating, only to feel like even more shit. My body was giving me all kinds of signs not to eat what I ate, but I ignored it because I needed to run away. I ran away from my problems, oftentimes through food. In comes Gabby Bernstein. I've been following her for years now, but it wasn't until I dove further into my issues that I realized how unhealthy my relationship with food really was. 
I decided to give up meat for my own health. I began working on my guilt and shame, and I've never looked back. I no longer need acid reflux meds, which I was taking for years. Actually, I've been on many meds. I was even told by my doctors that I wouldn't be able to go off of any of them. It's now been a year, and those doctors, I don't see them anymore. Recently, I gave up refined sugar. I've been clean since March 1st. It started with several messages I received from the universe through Gabby, yet again, but this time, it was another spirit junkie. My good friend Tara told me that she wanted to stop eating sugar as well, and I knew it was time for me too. All in all, I feel so much better. My skin is clear. I've shed weight. I feel so much less fatigued. I have so much energy, and I'm so much more clear-headed. My moods don't fluctuate like they used to, and my intuition, let's just say that's on fire. But this is all thanks to doing the work, listening to the hits from the universe, finding my tribe, and most of all, finding Gabby Bernstein. And now I do the same thing with other women. So if you'd like to check me out, you're welcome to go to www.healingfromwithinllc.com. All right. Thank you, Lisette, for sending that in. We really appreciate it. And before we get to Tara's interview, I want to play you another clip from Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital that I love. It's with Gabby B. and Rochelle Fredson, who is Director of Publicity and Book Marketing at Hay House. And it's really about how your story heals. So whether you are writing a book like Tara or you are podcasting like us, maybe you're making YouTube videos or you want to create a digital course, whatever it is, this clip will offer you some inspiration should we do it again we should do it again roll it roxy (laughs) there is space for everybody don't think that because someone's already speaking about the same topic you are that what you're doing isn't unique your story your journey everything about what you're doing is unique and there's absolutely space for everybody And we've been talking about that all weekend and that your story is what's going to heal and what's going to serve. And also knowing that as we continue to reiterate, there's so many people in need of your unique story, the exact way that you say it, the exact way that they resonate with the way that you may dress or the way that you talk or the outlet that you speak through. So one of my biggest personal takeaways from Spirit Junkie Masterclass was whatever you want to do, do it. There is no competition. Your story is unique. Your voice is unique. You can help others in your own authentic way. Your story heals. Your trauma heals. There is room for everyone. You can have a top-ranked health and wellness podcast just like us. You can be a best-selling spirituality author just like Gabby. You can coach spiritual entrepreneurs on social media and publish your story just like Tara. There is room for everyone and the world needs your gifts. So I hope you enjoyed that clip. At the end of this episode, we're going to play you another clip from Rochelle and Gabby from Masterclass. So stay tuned for that. And of course, if you want to enroll in Masterclass, go to spiritjunkynation.com. Next up, our interview with Tara. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. She is a social media coach and consultant for spiritual entrepreneurs, author of the upcoming memoir, Came to Believe, and she is a certified angel card reader and angel intuitive. Welcome, Tara. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, Tara. So good to have you here. You know, I got the opportunity to meet Tara at Spirit Junkie Level 1 Masterclass and Level 2, and we just had a blast together. And I love your story. I love what you're doing in the world. And I can't wait for you to share it with Food Hills Nation. Thank you. I'm excited too to be on here. So for everyone who doesn't know, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, yeah, so I, uh, I'm i a social media coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. And that all came about last year. 
as I was building my platform for my spiritual memoir that I was writing came to believe. And I had heard that if I wanted to be published, I needed to have a platform. And at that point, I had zero followers on a spiritual account. Um, So I, the next day, opened up my social media account and began growing it authentically and organically um, until I could build the following. And then it just kind of turned into coaching for other people as as people started to see my post and identified with me and resonated with me and my message, I got a lot of requests for, you should do this. You should, you should charge people for this. So that all came about after Spirit Junkie Masterclass Level 1. Um, just finished writing my spiritual memoir, Came to Believe. And in fact, today, the day that I'm interviewing you got, with you guys, I sent it off to the editor. Congratulations. Um, wow. <laughs> I know. That's got to feel oh good. Oh man, I can't, I can't even tell you. Like I keep on saying, I can't believe it. And I'm like, I need to stop saying that because the memoir is called came to believe. I was just going to say it's in, <laughs> it's in your title. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, it's funny, but yeah. And then I'm in the middle of taking Kundalini yoga teacher training. So I will graduate in October and become a certified Kundalini yoga teacher. Um, and I'm a proud mommy of my gorgeous snowflake shih tzu chester ledoux who's now piping up in the middle of this interview i was gonna say is that him panting because i heard him (laughs) and we have three dogs in our studio so we are are a friend to the wolves so no no worries there well i walked him around the block before the podcast i'm like okay you need to sleep during this podcast and now he's like wide awake like wanting attention i'm like oh it's it's okay. We forgive you and Food Hills Nation forgives you because we often have dogs barking or running around during the podcast and we just keep going or we yeah. acknowledge it and we're like, hey guys, shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah, That's so good to no know. Worries. Thank you. And you're also a certified angel card reader and angel intuitive. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Yeah. So I uh, took Doreen Virtue's last in-person certified angel card reading course here in Pasadena. I believe it was two years ago, maybe three years ago. Then I took her angel intuitive course in Orange County, which was the last in-person United States course that she was going to teach. Well, I guess United States, like not as in Hawaii. (laughs) 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 She's not traveling anywhere outside of Hawaii. So I took that um, about a year and a half ago. It'll be two years in October. So I'm now certified in both of those by her. And do you feel that your connection, I don't know if you if you had connection to angels beforehand, but do you feel like that strengthened? Tell us a little bit about that experience because I'm fascinated by that. My mom was an astrologer. So I grew up kind of with that background and the astrologers always told her, you know, your child is psychically gifted, that sort of thing. But my childhood was very chaotic. So I wasn't really able to tap into it. I just had a really strong intuition. Mm. And um, he's growling now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chester. um, So I didn't know what angel cards were. I knew what tarot cards were, but I didn't know what angel cards were. But I I had just got done finishing having lunch with a friend. And um, I was talking to her about some issues I was having with my mom financially. And, you know, I'll go ahead and say it here on the podcast because I'm not embarrassed about it. I had to file for bankruptcy. This is all in the book because of signing for a house for my mom when I was 20 years old. And so I had talked to my friend about it. I went to this bookstore, picked up these angel cards. I'm like, what are these? You know? And so I picked them up and I started shuffling them. And then the card that came out was shower of abundance, which means turn all your financial concerns over to the angels. You will be protected, you know, no worries, whatever. I'm like, how much are these? And it was $15. Chester Chester has a lot to say about this. I bought them right away. um, And uh, ever since then I started practicing him 
I think now, like, I think the connection was always there and the intuition was always there. Now I just know a little bit more about the different archangels and, um, you know, more how to tune in, how to protect myself from energy and that sort of thing. So those courses have, have taught me more of like the logistics. And so can you tell us a little bit about kind of your healing journey? And it sounds like you've had some, what do they call them, rock bottom moments, and how you overcame them and got to this beautiful place where you are today. Yeah, I think it all happened when um, I, about three years ago, I decided to go see a psychic about two weeks after I bought those angel cards (laughs) for, for her to tell me if I was psychic. I'm like, who better to tell me that I'm psychic than another psychic? Um, And I don't say that I'm psychic, by the way. I just say, you know, I have a good intuition. But um, anyway, so she had told me, you know, uh, everything is swirling about in your stomach and you're in a lot of turmoil and trauma and it's all going to come to a head and you are going to see the light. And she's like, your root chakra is so out of balance. You know, you need to you know, ground your feet in the grass 15 minutes a day, blah, 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 whatever. And I I did start to do that. But then two weeks after I saw her, my mom came to visit and I I write about the book, my mom, who I love dearly. I just want to say that straight out is my alcoholic. I grew up in a home of alcoholism and um, she came to visit me and I decided to take her to Broad Beach. And when we were walking down, I'm not sure if you've been there, but it's about 150 steps down to the beach. Mm -hmm. It was really dangerous walking down there. So we walked down. I, I wanted to make sure that she was okay. So I had her go in front of me. I was carrying all of the bags. I didn't want her to fall. I was being the typical, like, caretaking mm-hmm. uh, daughter of an alcoholic, making sure she was okay. And we got down to the bottom, and I set Chester down on the ground, and then I took my next step, and I slipped and I fell, and I broke my ankle in three spots pretty severely. And your root chakra uh, can be affected by the ankle. So when it's out of balance, you can have ankle problems, back problems feet problems, all that Mm. sort of stuff. So I broke my ankle and that's kind of when the spiritual awakening happened. (laughs) And I started to see things differently and live my life a little bit differently. That was actually the first time that I started seeing angels in my third eye chakra, on the the ambulance, on the way to the hospital. It was a really great healing connection with my mom because on the beach, I treated her like shit. Like she was like trying to help me and I was always caretaking her growing up. I was always taking care of her and she was trying to help me here. And I just wasn't letting her. I was just like, you know, I was screaming at her to do something. But when she would offer to do something, I would say, no, that's stupid. We're not going to call 911. I'm going to sit here and just suffer. We're going to have our picnic and totally in denial. And then, you know, we called 911, whatever. And then through that whole process, I was able to, um, really heal that relationship with my mom. Um, first off, by making an amends with her of how I treated her on their beach. She apologized for how I felt growing up in, in my home. And so it kind of started the healing process with that stuff. And then, you know, I'm also a survivor of incest. So I went to Spirit Junkie Masterclass and was out in the open about that for 300 whatever people and said it for the first time. That's so brave. Out loud. Yeah. And it was, terrifying and um oh my god I'm like getting emotional about it right now but it totally changed my life because I felt validated in what I had to say because of the amount of people that came up to me afterwards saying I went through that too and I've never talked about it oh my and, god um, yeah I, I had at least like 15 people come up to me and then it really hit home you know when Gabby had said to me that even though I'm not completely healed I can still heal people by telling my story so that's when I decided to include it in the book and then I was decided to seek help from 
a therapist a couple months before Spirit Junkie Masterclass, and I've been really working on that recovery through EMDR and tapping. Beautiful. And so what, what I have so many questions because these are all really, really interesting healing modalities. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the EMDR and, and tapping and how that's helped you? I am starting a tapping practice as well. Um, also recommended by Gabby. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> how's that going and how is it? And I know Susie's a huge proponent of this. Mm-hmm. So how's it going and, and what is it? Yeah, so the tapping is just, you know, you're tapping on meridian points and you first say your problem statement and figure out where you are in the number scale of your anxiety and you kind of go through the tapping process of tapping on your forehead, your side of your eye, top of your eye, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and what does that do? Like, what does that do to us? Well, I'll, I'll interject what I know about it, if I may, right sure. here. And Tara, you tell me if you agree. From what I know is that the reason you bring up whatever is stressful to you is that the points that you do tap on, and they're all on the hand, the head, the neck, and under the armpit. And they're acupressure points? They're acupressure okay. points that are stress relievers. So you're bringing up your stressful, your stressor, either experience, a belief, a relationship, uh, whatever, it can be many, many different things. You're bringing it up to your in your brain, and then you're tapping on these points that relax your body around that subject so that you take, as Tara said, you take a numerical value of 1 to 10 of where you are in terms of response to that stressor when you start. And then after a few rounds, you kind of check in and go, how, okay, how am I feeling about that now? And I have not experienced it where it doesn't help bring that number down so that over time, people with PTSD, trauma, rape, or even just regular fights or things that are even, you don't have to- Just what's up right now. Just whatever you want to let go of or move through or have a different relationship with, this helps your body not respond in that post-traumatic stress response. Mm. That's that what is I've... absolutely correct and more well said than I could have said it. Like I just know that it helps me and like <laughs> calms me down. And I I love that you can say the same statement more than once. You know, over repeat you kind, it. You kind of have to, and you kind of have to say it sometimes in different ways because your your mind will get used to stuff. So say say you're tapping on fine. Everybody usually relates to something financial. So you're tapping on your financial stress or whatever, whatever it be credit card debt or student debt or just not making enough money. You bring that up and then you kind of maybe bring down your stress around okay I have more debt than I'd like you feel better about that but maybe now you have to tap around I I don't make enough money or I want more money then you got it and it and what that does is kind of I don't want to say tricks your brain and your body but it it rewires things for you Mm -hmm. it rewires Mm -hmm. things neurologically in your brain and in your body so that you do not respond in the same way, that you do not have that fight or flight response that is natural to our bodies when we go undergo something that is stressful. Yeah, I, I highly recommend reading The Tapping Solution by Nick Ortner. Um, I actually was reading that on the plane to Maui. I was supposed to go to Maui for the Hay House Writers course, but then I winded up doing the online course anyway. So I went on this trip and I was reading it and I was sitting there tapping on the plane and I was tapping around the incest and I was completely freaking out because there was two men on the side of me. Oh my God. And I was, but I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. And so I did it. And after I did it, I was able to actually write that chapter in the book about my childhood trauma. And it was like amazing. And so, I mean, I don't do the tapping as much as I was doing it then. And this is actually really a good reminder to get back to it. Um, but yeah, it completely calms me down. 
I mean, that is so cool that you were sitting on a plane doing this. I won't do this in front of anyone. I have to be like alone. Husband's not home. I no do it. In, I over. do it in the car in Los Angeles all the time. And I'm sure people look at me like, "What is that woman doing? She's not on her cell phone texting or swiping left. She's yeah, tapping. what the hell is she doing? And then I'm tapping under my armpit, which is like where your bra is, you know, your bra area. And I'm sure like yeah. people think like, what the hell is she doing? Oh but God. I don't care because I'm 40 and I don't care anymore. Okay. So Yay, can, can we just sidebar and you tell us what, so are you tapping on traffic? Like, no. Okay. What are you tapping on? Like you're um, in the car and just whatever frustration is. Up? I have a very overactive brain. And so like, no way. Swear. Never heard of that. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh, and so when I'm driving alone, I can just have complete spin outs in my head of like what's bothering me or she said what or, you know, or like there's this problem and I have to interrupt myself and go, okay, but that's not really here right now. Mm-hmm. You're in the present moment and you're just stuck behind a traffic light. Like what's the, de- like lady, like then I'd have a conversation with myself, like you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> and one of the ways that I know that actually really works pretty quickly because this is something that I've studied for myself or tried to address for myself for a long time where I have remembrances or, or you, you, you kind of live in the moment of whatever trauma or issue you had in the past that isn't kind of here and now anymore. I'll try to think of an example that I deal with. Let's just say a fight with a girlfriend, right? Like, mm-hmm. or, or someone in your life. You have a fight with someone you care about and you can kind of, I, can get, I could get very easily riled up about like, they were so wrong and how dare they treat me that way? And then, right, or and then I go, ego. okay, but they're not even here. So I'm not working it out. I'm just reliving it yeah. in this moment. And where, justifying why I'm right. Right, which really is not helping anybody mm-hmm. and is crazy. Like if <laughs> you're reliving a, a painful experience or making it worse or putting more into it than really exists. And this really kind of, for me, cuts back to the present and just diffuses it. Mm-hmm. So it's a very helpful technique. And it's very easy and it's super easy. It's actually one of the easiest things I've ever learned. <laughs> and I don't think you can mess it up. Too. You, like cannot, you, you cannot mess somewhere. it up. Yeah, you cannot mess it up. It's not like you're going to make anything worse because you're literally just tapping yourself on the head. So, Tara, has this been more effective for you than uh, traditional therapy? Is this just a part of an entire healing approach? Like what has been the most transformational tool that you've used to overcome a lot of your trauma? You know, honestly, I would have to say Al-Anon. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Al-Anon 12 step program for friends and family of alcoholics. That probably has been the most transformational for me. Um, I've been in the program for over 11 years. You know, I actively work the steps. I go to meetings. I lead meetings. I speak at meetings. I'm of service. And that has hands down helped me with my relationship with my mom, having compassion for her and her disease and having acceptance about that and other things too. You know, uh, that would be the hands down best thing. I love that. And I didn't really understand. I don't know, Susie, you're welcome to talk about this if you feel. I I didn't really understand what an alcoholic was. And I learned later that my father was an alcoholic and he didn't ever do anything to us. He was a jolly, happy guy. And he was functioning. And he was functioning. And he drank every day. And I remember, Tara, we were in Spirit Junkie Masterclass Level 2, and we did an AA meeting. And what we did was anyone 
in the group, and I don't remember how many people there were, Tara, like 30 or 40. We were in a group in the room, and people were sharing their stories, and it was either my name is blah, 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 and I'm an alcoholic, or my name is blah, 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 and my family member is an alcoholic. And it was so transformational. It was so intense. I was crying. I couldn't believe the stories I was hearing, but it was also really healing. And that was my first experience with it. And I remember you saying how Al-Anon had changed your life. And I was like, wow, I just didn't know. A lot of people don't know about it. I mean, I only found out about it because my mom, when she um, got sober, she actually said, maybe you should try Al-Anon. And of course, I needed her permission to do everything. That's amazing, though, that she suggested that to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So um, otherwise, I don't know if I would have gone. I mean, I always say I wish I would have gone sooner. I didn't start until I was 30. But I mean, I got there right when I was supposed to. Have you ever been, Sus? I have. I've been three times. I first went, my mom was also an alcoholic. Uh, she passed away from it. Tara, so I have empathy oh, for wow. your situation, but she didn't have an issue with it until I was about 20, mm, 23, but it was very severe. She was not functioning in any way, shape or form, and it was very traumatic for my family. Uh, my therapist had suggested Al-Anon, and I became, <laughs> as I say on many things, <laughs> I became very resistant to it because I couldn't understand why I had to work steps when I didn't have the disease, but I did go to some meetings. I've been to only three. And this last one, I went actually past December. And it was, I think you also have to find the right meeting. I know they say for AA or Al-Anon or any of the 12-step programs, you have to go to like 10 different types of meetings and find the one that fits you. And this last experience was very lovely. It was very supportive and was very helpful in that I had always had a lot of shame around my mother's alcohol uh, mm -hmm. alcohol addiction, which was always kind of weird. And just like, just like you described, like kind of a caretaker, like I got to, I have to hold her shame for her. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's not even my freaking addiction. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do know that the, the support and the love and the understanding and the empathy that was in that room is just unparalleled because as we've talked about a few times today on different podcasts that what you go through, you can then help others heal from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That understanding where people are coming from is possibly even more healing than, say, a doctor or a shrink or a psychiatrist or a pill, or a pill that right. that people knowing that just saying, I get it because yeah. this is this is my story. And hey, guess what? It's actually kind of worse. In, you know what I mean? Like and when you and you put it in perspective and it's like, oh, this is a very pervasive problem. Um, and it's very helpful to have that kind of support. So yeah, I think I think very highly of Al-Anon. I, for myself, have not worked the steps. It's it's. I think maybe something somewhere on my to do list. But she still <laughs> has resistance. I can see in her face right now. <laughs> and it's okay. I, I, hear, it's, I can hear in her voice it's, too. <laughs> it's really hard for me. It's really hard for me. It was a very painful twelve years. A lot of people think that they're going to go to Al-Anon to get the alcoholic sober. And then they realize that's what they say. Try six different meetings, because then after you've gone to six meetings, you realize that the program is really for yourself. Yeah. Mm. You know, and how to change your reaction around it, whether the, you, like you can be happy, whether the alcoholic is still drinking or not is basically like the tagline. But for me, what was exciting about it is I was able to actually talk to someone and have somebody listen to me like I you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to have that venue to express my feelings and emotions growing up and to have a place where I can go and talk and not be interrupted and have people listen to me and then um, not have anybody try to tell me what to do after or give me advice. That was what sold me on it. That's what kept me coming back. So that is incredible. Thank you. Because I feel like there's two people in this room right now that might need this. 
<laughs> Me and Susie are getting a little emotional right now. Let's move on. Oh. <laughs> um, and so can you talk a little bit about the cards? Because I know in your bio, you have decks and decks of cards. And I follow you on social media. And you're always posting these beautiful, beautiful quotes, and just words to live by. And I know that's a passion of yours. And can you talk about how we can all use those cards in our own lives to like, help us? Yeah, I mean, anybody can tap into their own intuition. Like you don't have to be a certified angel card reader or be told that you're psychic by another psychic to, <laughs> to read angel cards. I mean, like I will, I had people come over for New Year's and they were all like, will you do an annual angel card reading for me? And I said, you know what? You can do one for yourself. Like there's my angel deck decks, go pick a deck out and pull the cards yourself. And you could just do it for simple daily card is like, what do I need to know for today? Or like angels, what are you trying to tell me today? Or you can ask more specific questions. And then the different decks are for different things. Like the other day I did a, a reading for a client who wanted a romance reading. They're not my favorite readings to do, but <laughs> she wanted a romance reading. And so I used the romance deck and I also used the tarot deck and you know, if somebody's wanting to know about their life purpose or what kind of job they should do, there's a life purpose deck. Or if they're wanting healing, you can use the Archangel Raphael deck. So there's all sorts of different decks. And I started actually uh, venturing out of Doreen Virtue and getting into some Colette Baron Reads cards are absolutely beautiful. The deck, the good tarot is the artwork is amazing. I love Chris Carr's crazy, sexy love notes. I mm -hmm. pull one of those daily. Also Kyle Gray has keepers of the light, which are also really beautiful cards. So I did learn that there is more out there than just story. <laughs> so yeah, I think they're so pretty. I um, have them as artwork on my, in my apartment. Like I actually hung up a whole deck of cards on the wall by my desk. I, I just think they're beautiful. I have a question. So from your intuitive perspective and what you know, how much of our lives do you think can be, I don't want to say predicted, but kind of guided by tarot or angel cards or a psychic reading? And Intuition. How, right. And how much do you think is just really up to us and our free will? I don't know. Cause like, I think it, it all ultimately ends up to your free will and how you're speaking and the words that you're saying and the thoughts that are in your head, because all those things that you're doing, saying and thinking are being communicated to your angels and the universe to help you develop or co-create with the universe what you want. So I think it's twofold. I mean, I guess I'll say 50 50. So we really have <laughs> you know? to be in control of those things that we're communicating, whether it's emotional, physical, etc. Because if we are living in a state of negativity, then that is telling ourselves that is telling the universe that we want more of this. Yeah. Like a prime example is somebody that I did a reading for, they said, I'm having bad luck in romance. The last two relationships didn't work. And I want to know what's wrong with me. And so I was like, whoa, 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 let's back this up. Let's take, let's, let's take apart this sentence here. You just said that you have bad luck in relationships. Right. Your last two relationships didn't work. You want to know what's wrong with you. Have you thought that maybe that was the universe working in your behalf, like saving you from a potential partner that may have not have been good for you? And she was like, oh, I never thought of it like that. I said, if you look back at it, you probably feel like you were settling a little bit with these two people, right? <laughs> like you were just kind of forcing it to make it work because you were so desperate for that connection. And she was like, you're right. He wasn't even really that great. And I'm like, 
oh my God, you know? So it's like a lot of it is so much to do with the way you position it. But it's the same thing like with the Hay House. Like I was going to be a Hay House author. That was the only route for me. I manifested the fuck out of that. Like I was putting it everywhere. (laughs) I am a Hay House author. Like I had it everywhere, everywhere. Like on my I named my phone Hay House author. Like, I mean, I know when I would text you, it would say manifesting Hay House author Tara. And I'd be like, got it. (laughs) Yeah. And then when I did my angel card reading for the year, the cards for February and March were not that positive that I was going to become a Hay House author. So I was like, how did this go wrong? But it didn't actually go wrong. I mean, now I look at it as it went right. Like, there's just so many other avenues for me to take. And now I'm going to have a lot of freedom in how I want to write this book. And I want, be having a publisher telling me what to do or what to say and that sort of thing. So now I see it totally differently. So there are times where you can be totally positive saying and doing and everything right. And then the universe has another plan. It's kind of like, you know, what Gabby says, obstacles are detours in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And it also doesn't mean that wanting to be published by Hay House and going to the writer's workshop where they give you that opportunity wasn't beneficial because I bet you learned a lot from there, including the fact that you learned you had to build a platform, which then guided you to build a hugely successful platform. And now you're able to teach others how to build their social media. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and if it wasn't for that Hay House writer's course, I would have never found Gabby Bernstein, the spirit junkie community. Like I had no idea who that chick was until I saw her on the on the Hay House online course. Also, like it introduced me to other Hay House authors. I would hands down the the social media coaching business would never have happened if it wasn't for that course. And who's to say I won't be a Hay House author down the road? I mean, they may see me as a Amazon bestselling author and be like, who is this girl? Right. And let me get, let's get her. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember because obviously I took that course too. And I was like, Hey, if I don't get a book deal, I wrote a book proposal out of it. And therefore I can take that anywhere I want, or I can self-publish, you know, there's so many opportunities these days. So I think it's a win-win just for showing up. And my girlfriend took it too. She came with me and she didn't even submit a book proposal. She was like, I got what I needed. It was a learning experience. So no matter what, everyone benefits. Well, yeah, and I know like so many people don't even submit the book proposal. So to even take the time and put in the effort, it's almost like graduating from college. Like it's such a big deal to graduate from college. A lot of people don't do it. A lot of people don't stick through it. So I kind of look at it like that, you know. I hear you. And so can you talk a little bit about how we can transform our traumas and create a, the life that we want, B, help others, and C, get paid for it, just like you are doing. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a pretty loaded question. Okay, so I think A, number one, is a change in attitude, like getting out of the victim mode. You are not your childhood. Yes, those things happen to you and have compassion for yourself. But acceptance, acceptance of where you are and uh, what you want to do, and then have the courage and the love for yourself to work on yourself. A lot of people don't love themselves to even invest the time in their healing journey. They're just so comfortable in where they're at, um, and they don't want to get out of that uncomfortability. And I had someone tell me once that you learn the most about yourself when you're uncomfortable. And so I have really put myself in uncomfortable 
positions a lot in the last year and a half. I mean, this Kundalini yoga teacher training is kicking my fucking ass. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I give you crying. so much credit. I have injured myself <laughs> twice in Kundalini class. <sighs> Really? I can't imagine. Yeah. And my friend, actually, um, one of our podcast guests uh, also went through Kundalini teacher training and it is rigorous and it pushes your boundaries and like brings. All- I mean, talk about uncomfortable. Isn't that the basis of their their practice? Like, be- yeah. <laughs> we're going to make you uncomfortable so that you eventually walk out of here blissful. It's shifting the Kundalini through your chakra. So like, yeah, we have to go to five early morning sadness, just five. And sadness what time, what time do they start? 4.15 in the morning. No. Oh, bright, no. bright and early. Allie, no, want to go? to bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went on Thursday and uh-huh. I had the most horrible time. Like oh, I oh. got really sick, horrible indigestion. I couldn't stop belching. My stomach hurt. I started to get a headache. And then I um, was getting all these weird visions of my childhood trauma. And I just got really upset and started crying. And I lay down, put a blanket over me, and I never got up again for the rest of the time oh until God. it was over. And I then I left right away. And, you know, I reached out to my teachers about that. And they said that that's completely normal. Like that time of hour mm-hmm. is going to bring up a lot of shit. Doing that, that Japji, Japji is the Sikh prayer that they do in sadhana and it's like a repetition of uh, mantras and saying that over and over and over uh, I mean it just like it was the worst experience and I don't, I don't know when I'll go back I know I have to do two more before I can graduate <laughs> that I have until October but yeah I mean there's so much things that are going to trigger you and push you and you can't back down like you can't give up you cannot quit before the miracle happens and I, I'm not sure if I have had a complete miracle in my Definitely my recovery from the uh, growing up in an alcoholic home. But as far as the incest goes, like I, I'm not dating anyone right now. I'm not ready to get married just yet. But I mean, I've had a lot of shifts in my behavior around the energy that I'm putting out there mm. to the universe as far as welcoming love and wanting to bring in love into my life. So that's one gift. I'm not sure if it's a miracle or not. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Every little shift is a miracle. Look, you know? Yep. Because you put a bunch of little shifts back to back to back to back, and then you have your miracle. Amen to miracles. And you've recently changed your diet. Tell us a little bit about that and how you're feeling. Uh, yeah. So um, for the Kundalini teacher training, we have to do the yogic diet, uh, which no meat and no eggs. Mm-hmm. And I was actually Googling what that's called, and I forgot already what is that called, you guys? The lacto something. Oh, I don't even know. Lacto ovo oh, yeah. or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, lacto ovo vegetarian. Yeah. And my sister is a hardcore vegan, hardcore vegan. Like she won't eat at any restaurant that serves any animal product whatsoever. Like, oh, that's more hardcore than me. Vegan. So, she's, yeah, so she's eating at home a lot. <laughs> yeah. So she won't, yeah, she makes a lot of stuff. She won't wear leather shoes, leather, like nothing. And it's so funny because the reason why she's a vegan is because of this heavy metal band that she listens to, the, the lead singer is a vegan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's how she got into it. So it's been really kind of interesting how it's connected her and I, too. It's kind of made us a little closer. Like, I texted her a picture of that jackfruit can at Trader Joe's, and she texted me a bag of this uh, teriyaki jackfruit that you can get at Sprouts, you know. And she's like, oh, this is much better. It's not as sweet, you know. So it's been kind of cool connecting with her on something because it's, like, one thing that we have in common. 
Um, so Tara, can you give us some social media tips? They can be straight from the guidebook or something that you help coach your clients on. And just tell us like, how can we bring our wellness brand to the next level organically and in a really positive way? First thing is authenticity. Like if you are not yourself in these posts and you're not like vibing your own energy, um, then you're not going to, oh my gosh. There he is. Good morning, Chester. But you're not going to be successful. And so that I think is how I've been able to have people trust in me because they've seen how authentic and real I am. Um, So that hands down is my first tip. So like if you're not feeling what you're posting, then you should probably stop posting it because you're people are not feeling it either. I just had a conversation with someone today who, um, you know, wants me to go ahead and just take over their account because they're just, you know, having a hard time with it. And I told her, I said, it's interesting because I noticed when you post your nature pictures, when you're out hiking, I feel the energy from that post, but when Mm. you're doing the other things, you don't seem that invested in it. And so if I can sense that, so can your followers. Yeah. That would be the number one thing. I mean, another thing too, I notice a lot is like people have like five different usernames on all the different platforms. Mm-hmm. So like, it's really hard to find you if you're using, you know, I was Serenity, Serenity of the Angels on Instagram. So if I'm using Serenity of the Angels on Instagram, then I'm using Tara Ledoux on Twitter. And then I'm like, I love angels on Facebook. To me, I thought it was a no brainer, but a lot of my clients are using different ones. Also like the profile picture should be of your face. Like people want to see what you look like. And especially like if you're in the healing services and, and you are the healing modality, people want to see your face and the energy that you're putting out through your picture. And something that I learned from Doreen Virtue is she had said that when she had first started doing angel card readings and she was on this website, she'd ask them like, why did you pick me for your reader? And they said, because of your picture. So you want to have a bright, colorful picture. Also the, um, the bio is really important too. Like you don't want to have it be like a big, long paragraph. You probably want to break it up into bullet points, clear and precise. And then the hashtag things I'm on, like the fence with, like I've decided to stop using 30 hashtags. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think, I think it's too many. And I think if you just use like top 15 hashtags that are really going to pull in your audience that you're better off than using a a ton of hashtags. And I was reading something about the Instagram algorithm and they were saying to cut back on the hashtags. And also with the hashtags, people think that using a hashtag that has 500,000 hits is a good hashtag. And it's absolutely not because like your post is just going to get lost in the shuffle. So, um, you want to use ones that are like up and coming that are like in the 25,000 to 120,000 range, because then your post isn't going to get you know, lost in the mix of stuff. It's just like in business when they say niche down, niche down, niche down, because the less people using it, the more targeted your audience can be. Yes, exactly. And another good thing too, is like, let's say you're going to post a Wayne Dyer quote one day, that would probably be a good day to go through the Wayne Dyer hashtag and like other people's Wayne Dyer posts. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because that's going to bring them to your page and like your stuff. And then, you know, go ahead and give them a follow back. And if they don't follow you back, you'll be able to tell if you use that and on followers app. And also to like no canned comments, like great pick, love your profile. 
oh, your I news hate feed those. on your account and they didn't like anything else on there. They didn't follow you. And I'm like, you must not have loved it that much. Like you want to be authentic with your comments and really comment on what the post is about. So it shows that you actually read it. Yeah. And if you comment something like that and like a few of their posts, they're going to f- and follow them. They're probably going to follow you back. And that's such good advice because what we're seeing now, and we see this all the time on my personal and on our Food Heals Nation Instagram account, is people are sending these comment bots. And so I literally have a picture of my face and someone wrote, mmm, that looks delicious. Great job, recipe or something like that. So they obviously like targeted me as like a recipe maker. And so decided to like send me fake comments about how good my recipes were. Well, I might post a recipe once in a while, but I'm not a recipe maker. So they did a bad targeting oh. job and that's my face. So I'm glad I look delicious, but you can't cook me in your kitchen. So. <laughs> right, right. I know it's, it's just so funny. Like the games that people d- play and then like how they'll follow you one day and then you follow them back and then you see that they unfollowed you five days later. And you're like, dude, what's the point? Like I started getting really strict with that. Like I don't follow anybody back unless they like at least four or five of my posts Mm -hmm. and comment. And I'll have to say like the last two clients that I got said to me that like, they just couldn't believe that I would follow them back. Like the amount of followers that I have and that I would follow them back and stay following them and engaging with them. And and that really spoke to them Mm -hmm. that I was not just in it for the game. So be mindful of that too. Like, don't be afraid to follow people. Like, if you see an account that has 10,000 followers and they're only following 200, I'm pretty sure no one's going to follow you because they don't think you're going to follow them back. Right. So, you know, you want to kind of keep, not even, like I'm following about 2,200 people, but you want to give people hope (laughs) 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 that you'll follow them back. I don't understand some of these accounts where they're like, oh, I can only follow 100 people. So I look cool. You know, I, I just don't resonate with that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I'm with you. So you're saying you should follow and engage with as many people as you like? Yeah, follow. Yeah, if you like what they have, and you like their content, don't be afraid to follow them. You know, if people follow you, and they did like a few of your posts, and you go to their page, and you see them like they're posting, like posts like porn or weed or whatever, and it's not your thing, then you don't have to follow them back. What's right. wrong with weed? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, What's didn't... wrong with porn? <laughs> I, I, I caught myself when I said that. I'm like, well, maybe people are, you know, I mean, I don't know. For me, We're I just follow like pictures of weed pipes and whatever. Yeah, I'm not really into that either. Um, so is this all in the guidebook? Where can everyone find out more about the guidebook? Yeah, so you can find out by going to your code. <laughs> oh, it's, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. Foodhealsnation.com yeah. slash social. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you go to your code or you can just go to terraladue.com forward slash social media and you can read all about my services, but definitely give your code. <laughs> and then if you, if you use Food Heals Nation, you'll get $5 off the guidebook. And so it's social media coaching for spiritual entrepreneurs. Will this work for anyone, any business? It really will. I just prefer to help spiritual entrepreneurs got it absolutely Um, yeah so i mean the the guidebook will help anybody because there's a lot of spiritual stuff in there like nice inspirational quotes and you know angel cards that sort of thing that makes it more for spiritual entrepreneurs but the tips in there can help any business got it and so can you talk a little bit about how spirit junkie Masterclass? we took level one and level two together how it helped you take your business to the next level and also like give you permission to use your voice and use your healing story to help heal others yeah i mean 
it basically changed my life. When I went to New York, I really didn't have any idea of what I was getting into. I didn't know anybody. And going there, just everything that was said completely resonated with me and completely cracked me open. I got to the core of my limiting beliefs, which is basically what the course is all about is getting to your limiting beliefs, figuring out your fear statement, and then conquering that fear to go out and do what it is that you're meant to do. Um, so it gave me permission and it gave me um, confidence that I could do it. And then, you know, the online course is absolutely amazing. I've watched that stuff over and over again. Me too. Um, yeah, and she always upsta- updates the content on it, which is nice. But the online course is just as great. And then the, the tribe of Spirit Junkie people who you can connect with who are going to support you. I would say like the majority of my clients are Spirit Junkie Masterclass graduates. Yeah, yeah including me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the cor- the, I mean, I can't say enough about that course. It's just completely like, I'm just a different person. I, I find too, like when I'm out in public and I'm interacting with strangers, I'm like different than I would have been before. I'm more open and I'm Mm. not so afraid to show my true self. Um, and I think that's what it's all about too. The one thing that I love about Gabby is she's so authentic. Yeah. She speaks with conviction about what she believes and what she says, even if it's not like the highest vibration. And I love seeing her do that because it gave me permission to be the same way, you know? And, you know, she always says, be unapologetic about who you are. And I think that is like one of the lessons of my life. Like, I'm so sick of my old self who was like, ooh, who am I? I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Who am I to teach this? Who am I to do this? F that bullshit. Who are you not to be? In the words of Marianne Williamson, she didn't say F that bullshit, but she said, who are you not to be? We are children of God. These are our gifts to share with the world. So we have to share them. It's imperative that we share them. She says too, like, there's not enough people in this world doing this good work that need the good work. There's more people that need our lessons then that are teaching it. Right. That really resonated with me because I was like, oh, well, there's 500 angel card readers. Like what makes me stand out? Or there's already people doing social media. What makes me different? Mm. It's you that makes you different. But there are so many people that need this light work and us change makers then are actually doing the changing and the light working, you know? Absolutely. It's so true. So if you want to work with Tara, you can go to Tara ladu.com t-a-r-a-l-a-d-u-e.com if you want to get your social media guidebook for spiritual entrepreneurs go to foodhealsnation.com slash social use the code foodheals and you will get five dollars off and tara where can everyone else follow you online stalk you on instagram all that good stuff yeah, so on Instagram, you can follow me at, at Tara Ledoux, T-A-R-A-L-A-D-U-E, and then Twitter's the same. And I am somebody not following my rules because on Facebook, they will not allow me to change my name. Oh. <laughs> so just, this is another tip, by the way. You can only change your Facebook Once, business right? page name twice. Oh, twice. Oh, okay. Good to yeah, know. Yeah, so after that, you cannot change it again. So I am still Serenity of the Angels, but okay. you can still find me if you search Tara Ledoux. And then lastly, if you want to get on the wait list for the book, um, Came to Believe, my spiritual memoir, you can go to cametobelievebook.com and you can sign up there. All right. So jump on Tara's mailing list. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Tara Ladue, Facebook, Serenity of the Angels. Remember, you can only change your Facebook name twice. So 
just don't do it more than you have to. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tara, for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. All right, Food Heals Nation, hope you enjoyed that interview with Tara on this bonus Wednesday episode. And there's just one more interview left in our Spirit Junkie Masterclass series. And you only have one more day to enroll in Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass. So we announced all the bonuses at the beginning, but I want to explain just a little bit about what Spirit Junkie Masterclass really is and what it's done for me and our podcast. So tell us. Okay, I will. Masterclass helps you turn your ideas into a plan you can act on right away. So what it does is it addresses our fears and our past traumas that may be holding us back from doing what we're truly meant to do and who we are truly meant to be. It gives us the courage to take a leap of absolute faith and take the next step in our lives and in our careers that maybe we weren't ready to take before. So for me, it helped me in letting go of a lot of my negative self-talk like, oh, I'm not good enough or who am I to do this? and really get rid of that shit. Really step into my power and use my voice as an advocate for change. Since taking Masterclass, a few things have happened. I have personally booked multiple speaking gigs where conferences are having me tell my story. Our Food Heals podcast download numbers doubled in January. That means Susie and I are reaching more people. It means that my story, Susie's story, the stories of our guests, are helping people heal, which of course is the goal. And Food Heals Nation knows I'm working on my book after I got the book deal. Spirit Junkie Masterclass is straight up a spiritual forgiveness training as much as it is hardcore business tactics and tools. It's incredible and it's been life-changing for me. It really has. And you said we're going to play another clip, right? Oh yes, let's get to the clip. So that was my diatribe. Sorry about that. I get passionate. Uh Stop. Mm -hmm. Don't apologize. Be unapologetic about who I am. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Susie Gabby. Okay. (laughs) So earlier on the episode with Tara, we were talking about how in order to get a book deal with, with Hay House, they look at platform. And so that's what this clip is really all about. If you are looking for PR, if you are looking to write a book, this is Gabby and Rochelle. The best PR is a supportive community, right? And so has everyone, many of you familiar with Marie Forleo's B-School? The number one reason that's a success is because she's just massive and amazing and created a beautiful program. The number two reason that's a success is because her community became her partners. That community becomes your sales force. They become, they, they blog about you. They, you know, so let's talk about community. Yeah, it's actually, if I'm going to talk specifically from a publishing standpoint, it's one of the things we look at when we get proposals. So we go, what is the word of mouth that's going to happen from this? What is the community that they own that they're going to be able to speak to, and then you know it, it, it goes exponentially from there. But between that, and then also another element of um, doing the research of comp titles, and I always think this is the most valuable part of putting together a proposal, but when you are forced to research what's already on, out in the market that's in relation to your topic, so if you're writing about um, you know transforming fear into faith, if you're out there looking and seeing what's already available, then you can open the door and say, here's what I can provide that is unique. I I recognize the conversation that's happening and I respect it, but here's what I can bring that's a little bit different. Yes, exactly. Knowing knowing your unique spin on that consistent topic. 
Hope everybody enjoyed that clip from Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital. To enroll for the course and get all of our fabulous bonuses, go to spiritjunkienation.com. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. See ya. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. 